The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. I am Emily Swallow, also known as the Armorer on The Mandalorian. And I'm just giving a little shout out to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast because this is the way. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, episode 120. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember... The Force will be with you, always. Hey everyone, I'm Thomas Enhero, a.k.a. The Ronin, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. Today we're going to be discussing Episode 3 in the series Obi-Wan Kenobi, streaming on Disney+. And joining me today on the panel is Old Ben himself. Don't get too excited. It's just Mike Creevy. Hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, and here's the thing. I can I can talk about it later. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's let's make sure we bring that up. It's his his deli uh, his my deli, deli ticket. So gonna, <laughs> deli ticket for we're gonna have to go through that. And also joining me today is another Mike, uh, Mike Dens. Hey, Mike. Good to be here. It's good to have you. So Isabella wanted me to remind you that uh, you had been on the show before. Uh, we had <laughs> you and I talked an episode of the Bad Batch together. So. Yeah, it was just the two of us. Not a newbie. Yeah, it was just the two of us. I think it was just the two of us. And I mean, I I I, I wasn't proud of my performance. Uh, maybe that's why I forgot it. Uh, I I was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't my strong point, but I I I think I did okay. Um, yeah, but no, I, I think it myself good. with uh, the first. Uh, we did the the first two episodes of Kenobi together with some of the announcements from um, the event celebration. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Star Wars made uh, recently, uh, about a week or so ago, right. and it's all a blur. I've been doing so many podcasts in the past, like ten days. I think this is like my fourth <laughs> one in ten days. It's really oh my weird. Gosh. I usually don't do that many <laughs> in a row, uh, but I can't pass up the Star Wars offers. It's like, oh right? yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so here I am. Especially this one. This is a good episode. Yeah. Man. Oh, this <laughs> so. is this is the first time a live action suited Darth Vader has had a lightsaber duel since 1983. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yep. uh, I that, hadn't that's, thought of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was just I yeah I, when I was twelve. So I'm like you know <laughs> this is a major thing. It wasn't a very good the showing on Obi Wan's side. Uh, he's he's really really it's uh, when it comes to I know we're gonna get into it, but when it comes to the suited Vader and Obi Wan, the Vader Vader two Obi Wan zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. So, I, you know, Mike mentioned that, that he was on last week for the episodes one and two discussion. And uh, Mike Creevy, this is your favorite character from Star yeah. Wars. So how'd you feel about episode one and, and two? Of, I want to hear about that. Of course, I had to miss the first two episodes. Yeah. Right? No, um, <laughs> well, um, I, I was just I was thrilled, you know, to finally be here. I've been doing a countdown on my board in my classroom for like the last two months. So having the day by day countdown. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, for, for me, I just... You know, I agree with a lot of what uh, was brought up, you know, in uh, last week's episode. Um, the for you in, I mean, it's um, I didn't have any trouble, you know, sort of 
picturing him as, as Kenobi. I mean, he's, he's right back in the role mm-hmm. and I, I think it fit. Um, I don't know. It didn't really surprise me too much where they had him at, you know, and, and I know there was controversy at first or some people were trying to be like, oh, this is going to be just like Luke and last Jedi. And it's like, no, it's like Maybe. you expect, Expect Obi-Wan to be like this. I think everyone, like, we were upset with Luke, many of us, because it's like the last time you saw him, he was like the, you know, like the, the symbol of hope and all this. And then the next time you see him on screen, he's like that. And it's like, eh. But this, I think this is what I basically expected, more or less. I don't know how much I, I, I'm really intriguing, intrigued by, um, and you guys got into this last time, you know, this, like, is he, is it more that he's committed to the Luke mission? Or is it that he's mm. afraid and hopeless or is it both? You know, right, and I'm kind of, right. I think it's a little bit of both because I definitely think like, you know, the, some of the things he says, like he says to Leo, you know, about what, what the force is like, you know, his, his talk to Owen about, you know, the boy has to be trained. Like he clearly hasn't given up, but just yeah, how, how much does he believe it's going to do any good, you know? So, right. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell i guess and since we've had three episodes in a row where they spend like obvious time on him trying to contact qui-gon um i feel like they've got to deliver here on liam <laughs> yeah it's gotta happen i, 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 I kind of feel like maybe the next episode you know as sort of a you've reached your lowest point i don't know we'll see maybe he hasn't yet <laughs> so yeah, and they've been really tight with the casting and um, yeah. with revealing who's been on the cast. And, and I think there's even some subterfuge going on with that still, because IMDb only lists uh, anyone related to Darth Vader as one episode. Right. And I think that's just because they know he's in one episode, but they're not sure yeah. about the rest. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, technically, he was in the last shot of two, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when Obi Wan found out that he was still alive, and then it ended on like um, almost like the the Luke uh, Darth Vader connection at the end of Empire when he's like saying father and and mm. Vader replied son you know and right. uh, and he shouts out like you know Anakin and then you see Anakin kind of yeah. respond in his tank. I jumped <laughs> like because you know yeah, it's coming, but just like oh man, there that's. So yeah, that moment, especially like that's that's Hayden. Like oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know we, we've we've known, but man, that was just that was a, an awesome moment and a similar one in this one. Of course, we'll get to, but right. Yeah. So before we dive too deep into the synopsis, uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Wars and all the shows here at StarQuest. This week, we'd like to call out Joe B, Joey C, Kelly W, Curtis C, and Teresa M. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Star Wars and all the shows here at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Okay, so I'm going to save the opinions section. Normally we start off with like saying, hey, what, what's, what was your opinion of the episode? I'm going to save that for while we talk because um, I'll be honest, uh, there were some things that I think went really well in this one and some things that I did not like and and. I'm going to hash out while I'm, while I'm curious. I've discussion. been curious all week. <laughs> I know I mentioned it in the channel and it's like, what, what, what happened? What happened, Thomas? But I was I was really like I walked away from this one. Not sure. Uh, I go back and forth a lot on some yeah. things, I feel like. Yeah. 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 Well, so let's 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 go into yeah. it. So we're going to we're going to start off with the synopsis. And I think this one opens really well. I love the opening. We open on the the mining ship. Obi-Wan is kneeling. And as you mentioned, he's trying to contact Qui-Gon. 
and trying to get him to answer and he's listening for the voice and you can tell it, but what he keeps hearing is Revis taunting him and then mm-hmm. he hears Yoda's advice and then he hears Qui-Gon imploring him to train Anakin but it's a memory not like Qui-Gon actually speaking to him and this is all kind of overlaid with this feeling of Anakin maybe across space getting ready himself and so he's being suited up he's being loaded into the suit and as obi-wan's meditating we see uh the suit being placed onto anakin and him becoming darth vader and it's almost like they have this like connection like you were saying where where, uh, they connect like luke and uh, vader connect later on so i I agree i think we're going to see qui-gon sooner rather than later in this and I'm, I'm really, I'm waiting for that moment. That's going to be, <laughs> we need to get there. Um, and then, and I, and I like to hear too, this for me, the comparison to Ray later. So in the force or in the, in the, the last movie, when Ray has all of the Jedi speaking to her mm-hmm. as she's, uh, you know, prepping to, to defeat the emperor. I, that's, this is kind of that, but in that more inside of his own head, kind of way where he's got all these voices that are speaking into him. And I really liked that, that comparison. I thought that was really right. interesting. And then we get the scene where, um, Reva is, uh, speaking with Vader on Mustafar. And that was, you know, took us back to Mustafar, took us back to the throne room with Vader. And as he's speaking to her, he seems convinced that he knows what she wants. And I'm still not convinced. I still think that there's something going on. I think you're right. I really do. I I think that's (laughs) where this is headed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was really when, uh, when she goes in to talk to the other inquisitors and, uh, it was, I think a big moment of, of wonder with everybody when he said, I'll get what I deserve. And so will you. And she's like, I hope so. And I, Everyone's just like, what does she mean? That's really pensive. Weird. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So there was something more going on there. I mean, I I mean, there's a a little bit of maybe we're reading into it, but I don't think so. I can't believe I I really don't think they would ever do this. But if this builds up to some sort of like Obi-Wan and Vader need to work together to defeat her, I'm like, I'm going to no, 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 no. (laughs) I can't. I can't believe anyone would ever do something because that would just be absolutely ridiculous. You know, cartoonish. I hope they don't do that. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think there's so but much. I think, I think you're right, her. though. Yeah, something to it. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think you can, you can make her seem really powerful by taking on Obi Wan. You know, like she, she needs yeah. a direct duel with Obi Wan, where she, um, possibly beats him, but maybe is turned in that for for some for some reason. You know, she's she's turned from what she's planning. Uh, but then she ends up beside Vader, and she could have that fight with Vader directly, and. Mm-hmm just be completely wiped you know I, I think that you would you would still get a great use of this character right out of seeing that entire arc but then there were some yeah. people that were saying that they were uh, that they were upset that she might that she might turn like she might come back to the light and i was like that would be perfect you know that would be that's a micro redemption yeah. story yeah right. it would be fantastic well because i think if 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 you're on the right track with her where she's complicated because you know the thing is she's not good you know like like she's definitely mm-hmm. like doing like she you know, cuts an old lady's hand off like she's, you know, whatever her intentions are. Well, oddly enough, isn't it what Liam Neeson said to Christian Bale in, the, in Batman Begins? Whatever your intentions originally were, you've become truly lost. Right. I think it's, it's something <laughs> along those lines. Maybe he'll appear to her. Um, no, but I think um, I mean, I, I'm assuming 
I think everybody's assuming either she, I mean, at least fans of Rebels, you know, you never see her. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that she's not still around, but, uh, you know, I, well, I'm, I've been assuming this whole time. You also see the Grand Inquisitor, and he's well, that's true. apparently right. dead, so I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, so we don't know what's going to what's gonna happen to her. We know she doesn't appear in Rebels. That's about it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I'm I'm intrigued. I I really mm-hmm. I really like the character. I think she's really interesting. There's a lot going on here that I think would be really good. Now, this scene is exactly how I pictured Vader, yeah, showing up in this series. Like this, him being on the stuff, are directing kind of what's happening, but not being directly involved. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of plays for it a little bit. But this is exactly what I was expecting. And so I was I was totally happy with the scene. I thought it was really good. And then we go back to Obi Wan on the. Uh, the mining ship as they're traveling along and he's he's tinkering with something we don't know what it is at the moment and he's talking with leia and she asks what the force feels like and i thought that was just such a beautiful moment with it where they have that discussion about what the force feels like and he he asks her if she's ever been in the dark and how she felt and then when a light was turned on what did she feel then so it was she was felt afraid in the dark but then safe with the light on. And that's what he says. Yeah. The force feels like. I was glad that it wasn't like a direct. That's, you know, she's like, can't you use the force and make this ship go faster? And I'm so <laughs> glad he didn't be like, that's not how the force works. <laughs> because force it's works. like, no, that's, that's how Han says it. Like, that's not, <laughs> but, but still that same idea of the mystery of it, you know? And, and um, yeah, that was, was a sweet little exchange. I thought. Mm-hmm. Just as a, before we go past the Mustafar scene, uh, Vader gets up and looks out uh, one of the parts of his long panoramic yeah. window, um, and it's presumed he's looking at where he burned. Uh, right, and, and yeah. Obi Wan left him that he likes to stand there and look huh. at that to fuel his pain and rage, which is a good way, you know. Like I'm going to go reminisce about Obi Wan a little while before right. I go off and meet him. <laughs> right. Hey, I love that stonework, by the way. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Actually, the, it's construction is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very brute. There's like this whole mm-hmm. like uh, movement that was brute movement, and it was these deep uh, concrete structures that were just yeah. bare, you know. So I love it. Yeah, definitely. And um, as as Obi Wan turns around, he we see that he's fixing Leia's uh, little droid. Uh, sidekick lola and mm-hmm. hands it to her and that, that was really nice that whole thing was really nice but i i thought this this was a really great moment to look at at the deeper side of obi-wan too because if that's what the force feels like imagining him having been without that for 10 years yeah is intense right so he's he's completely put that aside and abandoned using the force and that's got to be hard that's got to be in- incredibly damaging to to a person's yeah. psyche you know it's you, you've essentially turned off the light and you are in the darkness He's in, in the dark, that fear. Yeah. yeah yeah it definitely seems that way when you, you you're you're trying to figure out where his head is at as far as what we were talking about is he trying to just be secretive for luke's safety or is he afraid um and also you know we talked about is he traumatized uh mm-hmm. from every, what happened uh, at the uh end of episode three uh the movie not this episode we're talking about um revenge of the sith and even 10 years later still having nightmares and and thinking about you know uh his his brother his his best friend uh you know turning like that and and what happened so uh when he has that encounter with 
the the young Jedi that ends up getting killed um, on Tatooine. That's that's where you're kind of like, wow, that that was just kind of dark and and uh, really just he's he's despair, you know, like oh mm-hmm. the fight's over, we lost, you know, just bury that and forget about it, it's over. Uh, and, you know, is he just trying to save him and and make sure he doesn't stir up more problems, or is he really feel that way? So yeah. as you as we go into this episode, I don't know that any of those questions are being answered just yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like they're they're just they're actually digging more into them. You know, it feels like they're just mm-hmm. kind of bottoming this out before they give him a, an arc back up. Um so we we get the scene of Mapuzo when they're when the ship is uh coming out of hyperspace and and landing on this new mining planet and I love this ship. The design of the ship is so good. It mm-hmm. feels like a real Star Wars ship. It's ch- chunky, it's weird, it's doesn't fit physics at all <laughs> it doesn't make any sense you know but it looks awesome uh and it and it lands and we get to see a familiar droid which is the r5 droid hanging out there uh tinkering with something on the dock and also a new droid that we haven't met yet and we do uh later in in the episode so i thought that was really neat and i like that me, one that's, that's a neat halloween costume yes oh man <laughs> it's so great yeah I, I would love i would love to play that guy it's, it's really cool so anybody anybody who's into like building foam core uh armor mm-hmm. that's gonna, that's a win. And they even have like the built-in screen where his neck yep. is. So yep. if you're not tall enough, you can put an animatronic head right. on it and <laughs> just look out of look out of that spot in his neck. So uh so to me Mampuza is kind of like a Kurosawa setting. Like this is really back to that a throwback mm-hmm. to those original settings of like the the Akira Kurosawa samurai movies. Mm-hmm. And you have these imperial flags, these uh, foot soldiers that are harassing the locals. Uh, it's everything's really desolate. The people seem really desperate. And as uh, Obi Wan and uh, Leia are walking along, we get to see, we get to kind of experience this good old classic Star Wars uh, setting where everything is based on that imperial mm-hmm. taking over. What do you guys feel about this uh, about this setting? It was interesting because I, I I don't remember the symbol of the empire being prominent i I know it was there but it it never occurred to me when i was younger uh, with the first three movies and everything and now it's on these flags like like a nazi swastika would be on you know just a banner you know Mm -hmm. just so you just to remember Mm -hmm. we we, we're here uh at, at these different outposts and has that that that's what it reminded me of that kind of style and um yeah, you know, the, the troopers they encounter on their way and stuff, uh, you know, it's it, you get a very, for me, a sense of a uh, like just, you know, World War Two. I don't know. They're just guys that are just on patrol and like, oh, good. Somebody can give us a ride, you know, right. And just jumping <laughs> on, you know, the back of a transport, you know, it had a very um, it, it was all made sense. It just was very realistic in, in what you would imagine something like that would be. Why yeah. was the the. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but the imperial uh, symbol really reminds me of like a gear, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There's just something to that, you know, like a very like your cog in a yeah, machine, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's just going to be ground down. It, it, it reminds <laughs> me of of, of uh, what you know. Tolkien has that line about Saruman. His mind is all metal and wheels. Mm-hmm. You know, that just and he's destroying all that's 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 good and natural. And, you know, there's there's definitely something to that. I think, you know, there's there's you know, I mean, the emperor's that line he repeats because it's so important in the prequel and the sequels. You know, right. the dark side is a pathway to many abilities, some consider to be unnatural. And it's like you're all about that. You know, you are like fundamentally about warping the force 
to your will. And it's just, I think it's just, I mean, that the whole thing is right there, you know, like the whole, the whole story. And so, yeah, I think that, uh, and I noticed that we haven't gotten to him yet, but, but when you see the banner on the back of the truck and it's like painted, I thought that mm-hmm. was a neat touch, you know, that it's like his, like he made that was right. kind of my interpretation of it, you know, and it's really meticulous. It's really well done, but it's, it's, you can see it's handmade. And that's just, that was kind of a neat sort of tactile thing. He's an interesting character, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to him in, in a minute. Cameo. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, very good cameo, too. So <laughs> deep cut if you know who it is. <laughs> so, um, and I, I feel like this, this part here, too, is the part where um, he's talking to Leia. He snaps at her a little bit, saying that not everybody's good because, uh, you know, they, he, they can't know whether these coordinates that are given to them by Haja Estri uh, in the previous episode uh, are any good. He, he doesn't really trust anyone and you see that you you see that he's got this deep-seated lack of trust uh built into him now but he also has this vision of anakin and we were all reminded everybody in my house was like whoa that's just like that scene in the passion where jesus looks over and sees the the satan figure that's standing there and it, it like it had very much that feel even on a second watch like going through and he's got his face half covered as he turns to look at him i don't know about i want to turn myself in on this because i felt so stupid it wasn't until the second time I watched it that it was just abundantly clear that it was Anakin to me. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, like, cause the first time I saw it, I was just, I'm, I'm really trying to take everything in. And like, I guess at that moment, my mind was just really, for whatever reason, stuck on like just Obi-Wan, like in a, in a general way, being very messed up mm-hmm. and like wondering about who survived and who didn't and just like seeing a Jedi and for some reason, I just, uh, it was so much easier than that. And I didn't put it together. <laughs> also, I think it was very far away and you couldn't see him super mm-hmm. clearly. I wonder if they had zoomed in just a, just a tiny bit, you know, but uh, it's clearly him when you look closer. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell us, but was there a musical cue at all? I think that would have helped because I, I, don't I think so. like, we were just like, were talking oh, who's that? still. Yeah. It was yeah. like, oh, there's some guy. Yeah. He kind of looks like a Jedi. And then he turns and my daughter and I are like, I think that's Anakin. But, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you know, I mean, not until they zoomed in and it was really quick. And like you said, on the second viewing, I was like, OK, that's I mean, I already knew it for sure it was him. And I could see clearly it was him. But it was uh, it was not uh, there was no like they yeah, should, musical cue to kind of help you know that this is a dark. They should have had, they should have had him like visit. angrily like kicking sand away from himself. <laughs> it's getting <laughs> It's everywhere. <laughs> Ew! Like that's him. <laughs> what, is it, what is it with him having to show up on sandy planets, man? Oh my gosh! I'm sorry, Hayden. We love you. I'm just they messing do this around. This to him all the time. <laughs> uh, so, so from here we cut back to uh, Revit. I thought the, the the juxtaposition of the dirty troopers that have their you know their nice white uniforms completely yeah. wrecked, and the troopers that are on the Fortress Inquisitorius who are right. perfectly clean, right, was great. That was like a yep. really classy move on their part. But I love the fortress. I thought it was so well designed. Lots of that throwbacks cool. to Clone Wars. But still kind of a new thing that we see as different. That's definitely dark, definitely Sith, definitely Imperial. Mm -hmm. Um, What was that metal detector thing she walked through? I was waiting (laughs) waiting for it to go off or to be do something. I'm like, what is that? Did you have any idea? No, it was just there. It was just so cool. It was there. Like if you're not an Inquisitor and you go through it, (laughs) you get blown up or something. I don't know. It turns green instead of red, right? Yeah. It's it's red and it turns green. It's a more elaborate elaborate version of of 
of Obi-Wan's R2 arm coming yes. out and telling him if there's an invader. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> but that but that whole the the scene the 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 throne room that she goes down into or the meeting room that she goes down into that's like underwater that so cool. has that oh that was really cool. That, that yeah, the underwater thing awesome. was neat. And this is where we get that that interaction between her and the fourth brother mm. where he he says you'll get what you deserve or I'll get what I deserve and you you'll get what you do too and she says I hope so I certainly hope so but it's so cryptic and it really feels like there's something more that's the first time he really showed like he's mostly just been like angry at her and grumbling and some mm-hmm. people in were criticizing like he was a pretty formidable character you know in rebels and which is mm-hmm. you know, a few years after this so you could say well he's stronger but it's like he's already said I think in the first episode he told her that they've been looking for Kenobi for 10 years she seems like she's a newer addition to their team. So mm-hmm. like he's been around for a while and that's just how effortlessly he's just like, you know, like has her like stretched out like that by the table, like in a heartbeat. That was kind of yep. a neat touch, you know? I, I, yeah, I, I thought he was almost being trying to be helpful to her. Like, let me give you some good advice. <laughs> just, you know, in the first two and, and this one, and this is another thing where, you know, compared to anybody formidable, she's weak. I mean, mm-hmm. he just kind of like flattens her in that, you know, Mission Impossible kind of position right. over the table. <laughs> um, and, you know, and well, she's seems like she might be smarter than mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. As far as her force abilities, uh, you know, not real impressive. I mean, no one's been impressive versus Obi-Wan. So her chasing him around isn't really much right. to think about. Yeah. Well, and and I I think that's it's interesting. Also, like I don't know how they number the brothers and sisters because mm-hmm. you know you've got he's the fourth brother, she's the third sister, and that's like, well, shouldn't she be next in line if they're numerically? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they, that must not they be that many sisters numbered that way. I mean, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out like what, what's the what's the order here? I found a chart online, but there wasn't even like an equivalent for each one necessarily that we know oh, of really? at least. So hmm. yeah, I was because I was trying to be like, yeah, how many of them were in? It's like I remember he he was in Rebels. The Grand mm-hmm. Inquisitor was obviously Sarah Michelle Geller's character was, you know, and whoever this other sister is right now was not, I don't think, or or at least if she was, she had a mask Doesn't on or something. Yeah. And yeah, there's some in the games. In, there's some in the games, yeah. So Fallen Order had um had a couple that were pretty significant. And so yeah, I don't know. I don't know the number. I want to know more about these guys, though. Like, yeah. like you know, I brought up I brought up last time that it's like the sons that Anakin or the children that yeah, Anakin I like had, right? Yeah. And I, I would like to know more about this organization, and I'm, I'm yeah. really hoping that we get a deeper dive into what's going on with them. I think we all kind of like if you remember in Rebels, you know, there's that little clue they give you. I think it's after the Grand Inquisitor is dead that they have that weird vision training thing with with kanan mm-hmm. where then he's like knighted and then right. you sort of see in that scene that the inquisitor had been one of the temple guards um but i don't i, th- I think when obi-wan mentioned to on was it dayu was that the planet they were on where he saved her leia it was dayu right. or something like that because yeah. that's I, I think when he tells her at the spaceport just flat out says that you know many of them used to be jedi like that was the first time i think i ever remember hearing that just flat out said mm-hmm. that way <laughs> you know that's who you're dealing with here right and and we still don't know where she, where Reva comes from right. because they picked her up out of the gutter right it mm-hmm. wasn't that it wasn't that she was one of the younglings that they brought in right and so yeah and it's yep. adding more to my theory that I really do think <laughs> that she's after she's she's there because she wants revenge mm. um so uh 
back to uh, Ben and Leia, and they get to the rendezvous point. Nobody's there, and Ben. It feels like they've been set up. He he is just pretty convinced that this was a lie, that nothing was going to happen, or that something bad is going to happen. And so he tells Leia, "Okay, look, I am a farmer. You're my daughter. You don't talk." And she asks the question, "I can't. I can't talk, or I don't talk." And he said, "You don't talk." And then immediately she turns around and flags down the, the, the closest transport she can. And notably, she's the one that does the talking. <laughs> Which is just tremendous classic. missed opportunity, by the way. I, I could not believe they didn't have you and say hello there. Like, well, that was that was the, he just said hello, hello because his confidence is still shot. Right. So right. he's not doing the hello there. He's just like he's hello. Ben. He's not Obi Wan. No. Yeah, no, exactly. exactly. That's that's what's going on. He's got to get it back. He's he's lost his mojo. He's, yeah, he's lost. He, he needs to recover his mojo. mojo. <laughs> oh my gosh! And, um, I've got an Austin Powers reference coming up soon too. Funny enough. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so she flags she flags down this alien uh, that we surprisingly do not have a name for what type of alien he is. It's just. He looks like a mole. I mean, his mouth definitely looks like a mole. He's a naked mole rat. (laughs) A a, a Starnos mole. Starnos mole is is what this one is. And um, his name is Freck, which is so close to Fred. It's wonderful. I loved it. (laughs) And it's voiced by uh, Zach Braff. This is Mm -hmm. the deep cut that that I know you were bringing up, Mike, just a minute ago. So uh, if if anybody knows uh, Scrubs, you you know who this guy is. Uh, So I, I love this scene, though, because... Leia is the one that just completely takes over and she does all the talking. She keeps the the lie level. She doesn't, you know, exaggerate too much. And, and I love it, even it's so simple that he like looks at her and he goes, well, that's a weird story. <laughs> you know, Freck that looks at her is like, that's a weird story. <laughs> and, and so Ben has to elaborate a little just to give the lie some credibility. And um, I, that, that whole scene's excellent. And then when they hop in the back, we see the flag that he's, uh, mm-hmm. colored himself to show that he's loyal to the empire and along the way they pick up some more stormtroopers now i don't know if you guys had ever seen it have you seen the 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 youtube shorts that were called troopers yes they were like based on cops yeah the, the tv yeah, shows I've, I've seen a little bit <laughs> that's what i felt was going on here yes. like I'm, i got some definite like cops vibes where these guys are like interrogating them as they're riding along mm-hmm. and they're they're stormtroopers you know they're not the most competent right <laughs> of, of of units in the galaxy so I, I loved seeing that this whole this whole segment was just uh really good and and it ends up being obi-wan who messes up like, yeah mm-hmm. leia yep yeah so, he's, yeah. he's so far from his whole like just you don't need to see his identification like just it's not <laughs> it's it's like the pitch meeting guy would say you know super easy barely an inconvenience like obi-wan is like he's scared of these guys and i'm like mm-hmm. he won't be in nine years <laughs> i'm like he's okay all right <laughs> Yeah, you got to separate him from. You yeah. got to separate him from both ends. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's he's not the man he was. He's not yeah. the man he's going to be. He's yeah. definitely got some growth that he has to go through. And I love that scene when he messes up. He calls her Leia, and then he has to justify it by you know saying, "Oh, well, that's her mother's name." Mm. I get confused at times. And then he he looks at her very intently when he says, "When I look at her, I can see her mother's face." Mm. And she picks up on that. And yeah. the, the yeah. interaction that they have afterwards is great. Oh, my gosh. It's another it's another force force sensitive Leia yeah. thing mm-hmm. because no nine year old is going to be like, you know, what? I think I figured this out. You know, yeah. she's her precociousness as well as her force sensitive sensitivity. 
that, mm-hmm. that insight to yeah i mean she like the the lie, the story, the cover, that, that part's true. That part's true. Let's go back to that. Right. Know, that. <laughs> Let's talk about that thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she, and she pushes him on it and, and I love it because he gives us a look into him because of that. And so we get mm. to hear about the fact that he has a brother and, yeah. you know, that he was taken before he really knew much more than that, but he does remember having a younger sibling. And then he, he's almost like, you know, regretful of the fact that he didn't get to know him any better. Yeah, the way he talks about it, and, and I never get quite used to it, like the Jedi take children. You're like, oh, gosh, <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's just kind of what we do. It's just how it, how it works and the sadness of that. But we get a new family, you know, and so they're OK with it. Uh, it's really, and, and the other part is we get closer and she hasn't seen Vader. Um, you know, I don't think. Well, no, was she watching? I know we're not getting into it, but I guess I don't think I'm she actually is, sees him. I don't know if she sees him, but I, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm just thinking she's already established that, you know, my mother, um, mm-hmm. now it's going to, you know, my father and, you know, obviously they're never going to get to the point where she says like, yeah, that, that, that crazy guy in the mask is your dad, but you know, that he knows him too. And the different kind of face he'll show, or, you know, uh, her when he, yeah, I knew your dad is, mm-hmm. uh, I'm wondering if they're going to get to that. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. We'll have to see how far they take that relationship. Right. And I, and, and I do really hope we get more Obi-Wan and Leia because I, I don't think mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty sure we do because there's got to be a reason this this to me was showing me that what they're doing with this show is they're justifying the whole uh, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only right. hope. Right. Right. And that's that's what she's you know, that's what they're doing with this whole mm-hmm. sequence. So we have to see the two of them end up back together, which is cool. Um. So then they get to this this checkpoint, which that that felt awfully familiar, didn't it, Mike? <laughs> From our role playing session, where it's like, oh, it's the stormtrooper checkpoint. Look yes. at that. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, I was like, oh, and they're even in like a like a tr- like a transport that looks just about right. what I was imagining and everything. Like, Where's the Bothan? <laughs> no, he's not there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, and so I uh, the the troopers I uh, call in uh, a droid, a probe droid, because. Freck kind of fills them in. Hey, you need to check these two guys out. That's and when we realize he's really not just a nice guy giving a but ride. But he's not just that guy. So, and this is the thing I wanted to talk about him a little bit because he's really interesting. Because I think a lot of people are like, well, obviously the Empire is bad, right? And and it's easy for us watching the movie from the outside to go, obviously the Empire is bad. But there are people like this that learn how to fit into the situation that they're given mm-hmm. and. The the comments that he makes about it, he likes the order that the Empire brings, right? It makes it easier for things to get done. He doesn't have to drive along the road worrying about people uh, robbing him because there's Imperials all along the way. Sure, he probably has to pay taxes. Sure, he has to follow laws that might seem strange. But things work for him as long as he knows how to fit into the situation that he's given. And for every person that we see in the Resistance or in the, in the Rebellion... Uh, there are millions and millions of people that are like this, where it's like the empire just is that we don't, I don't question it because it just is. And barring an encounter with Vader, which very clearly shows the empire is absolute evil, (laughs) which we see later in this episode. uh, I think a lot of people would feel that way, right? Where it's just, they're the governing body. I don't really, yeah. I mean, they are unfair, but what am I going to do? 
And There's also a presumption that the governing body has got my best interest. I mean, right. well, you know, the, it sounds like some sort of conspiracy theory to think that there's actually some you know, evil wizard that, uh, you know, somehow put this grand plan into motion to rule the galaxy. I mean, give me a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Well, I mean, even Leia at the beginning of the episode, that's one of the questions she asks. Obi-Wan mm-hmm. is, uh, well, I thought the Empire was doing good for people. And he says, well, your dad is, but that's not everybody. You know, and that, that's kind of the that's kind of the conceit that you have to you have to you have to really buy into the whole thing. And you have to be really exposed to the bigger picture to understand it. I had to check my character names here before I made this reference, because I as, as listeners to this show know, I'm not the biggest fan of Star Wars Resistance. However, I, I do. There's a scene in there where, um, you know, and that's taking place 30 years after. You know, but it's basically is it coterminous. Is that the one I'm looking for? It's it's a contemporary episode with. um or a series with the sequel trilogy. So it's, it's, you know, 25, 30 years after the demise uh, of the empire. Um, And so there's a scene in that show where there somehow the empire comes up, you know, kind of retrospectively at the dinner table and Tam, the one uh, mechanic character starts getting on Jarek, who's kind of their boss. Like she's getting on his case and he's older and he remembers what it was like. And Mm. um, he's saying nasty things about the empire and she gets all kind of, offended because he, he's basically comparing the first order to the empire and like that's why we shouldn't follow them and she's sort of sympathetic to the first order and her argument is you know like my grandfather worked in like a an, an imperial like munitions plant you know or i don't think it was a munitions plant but it was some imperial plant or facility and he put food on our table and he wasn't evil and it's one of those things it's like a mm. it's it's a there's some logical fallacies in it but it's a challenging argument too because it's like mm-hmm. he doesn't know what to say and he basically just says tam you're too young to understand and what does that do but makes her mad she runs away and she right. joins the first order you know and then she eventually kind of learns what's going on there but it's it's i think yeah, you're dead on where it's it makes you think about like i mean how many how many people got you know tied up with hitler youth and stuff you know mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, or were forced into it, like you know Pope Benedict was, and hated it and didn't want anything to do with it. And you have still, you know, you still have people decades later trying to use that against him. You know, and so right. it's, it's a big messy thing. Any way you look at it, when you get these in real life, you know, these these empires like this. You know, so I, I like that it's, they're exploring it, that. It's interesting too with what you're saying. Like, of course, uh, you know, some think that the empires, well, first it's good, right, or or vice versa, and. You know, a lot of times in most Hollywood produced uh, shows, it's, well, of course, like Republicans or conservatives are evil, right? We, we just, just know that because, you know, it's kind of like presumed and the good guys are usually the more liberal ones. And then you got both both sides comparing the other side to the old Nazis, the way right. you were describing right. them being great. Well, they're not like the Empire. Like, no, you can't tell me that's that's horrible to say that such and such is like Hitler. You know, it's not like, right. that. you know, so you get. Uh, and you get people who live through uh, communism or World War Two or whatever saying, you know, you don't understand, you know, what mm-hmm. things are really like. So it's interesting yeah. how it's it's a little bit mirrored in this situation. Yeah. And we even get another character very soon that was that came into the Empire because they mm-hmm. had good intentions. Right. Or what, what she thought was good intentions. And then she backed out. So we'll we'll uh, actually she comes up right now. So there's a big mm-hmm. uh, shootout <laughs> at, the, at the checkpoint because uh, a probe droid comes in and recognizes Obi-Wan, which I thought that scene was really great. That's a, yeah. that's kind of a, a 
throw across to a few other different uh, areas of, of identification like this where the probe droid zooms in on his face and then mm-hmm. like turns red to, to signify that it's seen him and then he shoots it and then shoots the two stormtroopers really quickly. And it turned uh, out to be a big mistake for him to wait that long. Uh, he should have taken uh-huh. out that probe well, droid before recognizing him. This is something mm-hmm. my wife and I, like, like we, we pointed, I think one of you guys mentioned this last week too, but it's like, Thomas, did you mention it? Like when he's leaving Tatooine and it's like, okay, I don't want anyone to know I'm a Jedi. So let's <laughs> so dress exactly <laughs> like everyone <laughs> like thinks they look, you know? And then sure enough, yeah. like, you know, when the, I'll when, even put a lightsaber right. on my hip. You know? <laughs> you know, like he's sitting in the back, like, oh, we're going to be inspected. You know, we're looking for a Jedi. He knows they're looking for a Jedi. So he puts the prowl on his hood up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, but, but by the same token, your beard. right. By the same token, he gets off the transport and none of the stormtrooper says, sir, pull your robe back, please. Right. He's a blaster and a lightsaber, <laughs> like, right? Put and he unclips on. the blaster. He unclips the blaster <laughs> and puts his hand on it. It's like, dude, how are they oh, not shooting him? They deserve these, are, these, are, these are stormtroopers that are like very restrained stormtroopers. Yes, <laughs> they've they've probably been burned by shooting wrong people a few times, so they're really careful. <laughs> Must they have got their, their yeah, got their, their body cams on. Oh, they don't want man. anyone getting in trouble. Like, oh, you shot another local that wasn't doing anything. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so so the the shootout's pretty pretty quick and i I feel like there there's been some guff given about the stormtroopers and their aim but this is a a guy who's they weren't expecting anything he's you know clearly got the upper hand on them at this point and he's faster than they are even without using the force he's still just faster and reflexively better than they are at, at all of this combat kind of stuff even out of practice, that's just part of who mm-hmm. he is. And it's and interesting how bad he is later on, as far as reflexively and how he's how yeah. clumsy and and stuff. And here, it seems like you know maybe he's been using a blaster for a while now and has become mm-hmm. quite good at it. Yeah, and yeah, he's he's a dead eye with it, and so definitely takes it. And there's that that really uh, disturbing scene where they shoot the, the stormtrooper and he falls on the. The laser fence. <laughs> that was my Austin Powers reference because I immediately I could not stop. I, I was like relentless. You know, I'm by myself watching it early in the morning, and I could not stop making jokes for like about a minute and a half. And it was reminiscent of an Austin Powers when they put the guy's head in the shark tank, and they pull it up, and it's clearly a mannequin, but the head's gone, and he's just like, he'll never be the head of a major corporation. You know? It's not too headstrong. But I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm just like. Oh man, you know when that that guy's favorite dessert's a banana split. Oh, talk about divide and conquer. Like I'm just there was like ten things. I'm just going down the list. I'm like I have to stop this. This is no. just so gross. Yeah. Uh, but it's you know it's a laser fence. So it there is. you go. Hey, I, I found that actually honestly I found that a little less gross than the guy getting you know cut in half with the like the eye door thing in Mandalorian in the first scene. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That was that a little was more pretty. like. Ugh. I don't know something about lasers or it's a little less clean less graphic. It's a, it's a more elegant weapon for a more elegant yes. age. Yes. There you go. This is a more elegant fence. Yes. <laughs> so uh, they uh, Leia and Obi-Wan seem poised to escape. They manage to get rid of all of the stormtroopers and break the fence, which is just, that's a classic Star Wars, right? The, the, the switch doesn't work. So let's just shoot it. And that, that fixes the problem. Uh <laughs> And so they, they're, as they're running off, another group of stormtroopers comes sailing up in, in a speeder. And as they get off, uh, they're, they're told, uh, Obi-Wan and Leia are told to get on the ground. They do. And then all of the stormtroopers are shot in the back by their officer who got off after them. And the officer explains that she's there to save them. 
and for them to follow her. She was the original contact and she was late. Uh, she was late getting there and he had already left. She wasn't late though. And this is, that's, oh, okay. that's where I'm going to start having problems with the show. So <laughs> we're going to save that for just a minute because it, it, it doesn't come out. That's what I figured too. I figured like, Oh, she was just late. She was just late and getting there. And that's what's going on. But the, we get a different story in just a minute. Um, so from here, we cut away to another scene of the inquisitors. They're kind of bickering over who gets credit. Uh, the, fourth brother has already informed vader that they found obi-wan and the third sister uh tries to play off that she doesn't care you know so reva's <laughs> like oh whatever you can take the credit for it but we both know who's going to be standing beside him when the time comes which again tells me that that's all she wants she doesn't care about being grand inquisitor she wants to be beside vader and that's i really do think it's about revenge the more i'm seeing of her the more i'm i'm seeing that and um I, I really still I want to figure out how the Grand Inquisitor is not actually dead because this, that's yeah bothering the heck out of me. He got Darth Maul's <laughs> doctor to help him out. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> just midsection just, wounds. I hear you specialize in those. Uh, just throw him in the back to tank. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It fixes everything. <laughs> he bumped into Grogu and just force <laughs> <laughs> you go. <laughs> up to this point i have no complaints i like i i really the the episode has been going along pretty well up to this point but then stuff just starts at this point stuff kind of goes off the rails for me so it starts with this one mike where uh mike dens where you were saying that mm -hmm. you know she came and she was late getting to them but in this very next scene they're getting into this little mining town and she says to them that she had already been to the check to, to the drop-off point and they weren't there and then I'm trying to reconcile why is she going back to the drop-off point if they were not there and they're running into her going back to the port. So it's just, it was really like, this is the point at which it kind of starts getting really confusing to me where everything is and what exactly is going on. <laughs> and so, uh, so that, that's, that's how this kind of starts. But, uh, Tarla, uh, the officer who betrayed her troops, um, is trying to take them back and she tells them that she has a transport for them to get off planet that the empire is really you know kind of locked everything down but she's got a way for them to get off and so she's going to try and get them out and like this one wouldn't bother me so much if it weren't for the fact that there were a lot of like weird time edits in episode two as well so there's like the whole reva jumping across the mm. the rooftops that takes like an extra 10 minutes for than it does Obi-Wan and Leia. And then her running into, um, uh, the, the false Jedi, even after he's, after he's already seen Obi-Wan and Leia. And it's just like, everything's like all kind of wonky on the timeline here. Um, but that's, that's kind of where we, we get started with this. And so, uh, Tarla goes into the, to this droid repair facility and brings them in and we get this really cute scene where um oh wait before we get to that leia apologizes to obi-wan and is really sorry for the fact that she ran away and it, i had to watch this i only caught this on the second time what she's apologizing for is is literally the initial running away from her mom mm -hmm. and that got her caught and and so she's actually having a, a huge change of heart about this whole thing and i think it's good that they put it after this firefight because you see that she's really shooken up now like beforehand uh you know she was like okay and because uh, i don't i don't think the the um the bounty hunters and stuff bothered her quite as much as this one that was like very much in her face having a gun pointed at her head 
that really like shook her up. And so now mm-hmm. she's really apologetic and she misses home. <laughs> yep. And then um, they have this cute scene where we get to meet Ned B, who's the, the loader droid. And he, she introduces her droid L zero LA 59 to Ned B. And they have that, this adorable interaction where we learn that Ned B can't talk, but he, but actions speak louder than words. And then we get the, we get this introduction to the path which I thought was really cool. So they go to this back room and there's this writing all over the wall. And we find out that Tarlo's part of this group that has been moving force sensitive people out of the empire's grasp. I, I thought it was and, and the reference to Quinlan was pretty cool because I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting it. Um, um, but <laughs> Quinlan Voss, you know, for, and I'm sure our fans know you know, from Clone Wars and other uh, well, was it Dark Disciple and then other comics, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but by the same token, I'm like, if and when, and it does happen, your safe house gets compromised, is it a good idea to have, like, all of the name, like, you know, Quinlan right. was here. You know, like, <laughs> like any Inquisitor goes in, like, okay, he's still alive and she's still alive. Okay, got, you know, it's, it's like, maybe not the, maybe not the best bet. <laughs> so, you know, but... um but I, I like that idea that, that back to the whole Obi-Wan, like, what is he, where, where's his hope really at? Or what's, what's his sort of take on what his mission is, you know? And, and I, he's got a utterly unique mission. You know, it's, it's the same mission Bale has, I guess, you know, and Yoda, who's conveniently not doing anything, but just sitting apparently on Dacoba, like, I'm too old, too old for this. I am. Right. Um, it's like, what was that? Uh, well, Danny Glover's right line from like Lethal Weapon, where they wasn't he always saying that? I'm getting too old. Right. <laughs> I'm too old for this. <laughs> Father of young Lando. There's always a Star Wars connection there. Um, there you go. <laughs> but but no, I was just thinking like Obi Wan's got this unique mission, and he needs to keep it secret for obvious reasons. Um, but I, I see a little bit of that, like him just getting that sense that here's a not just a Jedi in general, right? There's some guy he's run into, but like this is someone he knows. And this is someone who's out there and who's doing this and who's risking his life every day, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I like that, that little bit of initial or like a, a continued sort of like motivation, right? For right. the bigger picture. And even asks her, why do you do this? And yeah. she, you know, she explains that it's for these, for these people. Now, I, I admittedly wasn't looking for it the second time either, but how does she know who he is? I mean, is she, was I, she sent, I mean... I, I did, is that because she was sent looking for him that it just seems mm-hmm. odd that that, that uh, okay yeah I, because um because they they revealed who he was on the bounty hunter planet uh and i and i think okay that, um, so I, all right so he had, he revealed who he was to the fake jedi who set this whole thing up right he didn't he didn't as much as i think reva yeah, uh, sent out the bounty for him and so that's right he got the bounty and it was for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And so okay. then, you know, I don't think he was the most circumspect of guys. Obviously it didn't seem to be. So he probably just sent along, Hey, Obi-Wan Kenobi's headed your way. <laughs> you make sure you find him yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and get him out of there. And so, yeah, so that's, I, and I, I love the concept of a path. I think the, this whole idea of like transporting, uh, the the young the the young force sensitive Jedi away from the Empire and all of the older um, all of the other Jedi who survive uh, 
it's such a great idea and and she's she even gives us a, a location that they end up getting sent to so they all end up getting sent to jabin so I, I have a feeling that's going to be our next destination on this uh in this series is that we're going to go to jabin and we're going to see what uh i think going she even mentioned that at the end of this episode that they had to get him there medically mm-hmm. you know but um yeah but this it, it had like underground railroad kind of vibes for me a little oh, bit too. definitely you know which is yeah, definitely underground railroads and just a slight maybe because of the name but how in early christianity it was called the way oh mm-hmm. right yeah so yeah. that, that that hit me too or in england yeah. you know like elizabethan england like the priest holes and stuff like they'd hide you know and, and <laughs> be able to get priests hidden and stuff so yeah Yep. And, and so I thought, I, I thought that was really good. And I, th- I think the, um, the writing on the walls was really good. There, there is some discussion about what's written there because you can see a little bit of it. And some people have translated the Arabesh into Ooh. English. And so apparently it's not, you don't see Quinlan Voss's name at all on mm. the, on what's written. And oh, so okay. all you see is this quote from him, the only when the eyes are closed, can you truly see? And then the way is implied apparently. Sure. And then Obi-Wan recognizes handwriting or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what that's what they're trying to say is that Obi Wan must have recognized his handwriting or recognized the oh, quote okay. as something that he would have said. Neat. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a little more intimate than just like yeah, they had their names that makes written. Sense. On it. Yep. But Good. there there is the resistance symbol that we see later as Reva comes in. She mm. sees the or not the resistance, but she sees the Jedi symbol right. and gets really upset at seeing yeah. that, which is kind of more more credence to that idea that she was one of those younglings mm-hmm. in the beginning. At first, I thought they had to close their eyes to get through the tunnel. Like, and only when you close your eyes and use the force to get through the tunnel can you really get there. We're going to talk about that tunnel. (laughs) We're going to talk about that tunnel. That that tunnel is that tunnel is a major point of contention for me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I think I know where you're going with that one. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna that that tunnel bothers me because for for multiple reasons there are lots of things that happen with this tunnel that don't make any sense and i feel like it's just kind of a a symptom of the larger problem of the editing that's going Mm. into the show because you know we we just had this issue where tarla said that she had gone out to find them they weren't there and then rather than catching up to her on the way back they are coming back for them or something Mm. so the, the only justification i could give for that is that okay they had just passed the the gate themselves and then heard gunshots or heard blaster shots and had come back and that's mm. so I was trying to I was trying to figure that out. I was like, okay, maybe that's what happened. So right. okay, or, or or she was headed somewhere else, not necessarily back to right. where they came. You know. And it just, mm-hmm. just it, it, it does. It was very, it, there's got to be something more than it was just fortuitous. It's the will of right. the that force. she found him. It's, it's, <laughs> and, you know, that's, there's a lot of that. But this 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 next part, I don't, I just you can't explain this next part. So mm. we'll, we'll but we'll we'll get to the, we'll get to the tunnel. Don't worry. We'll get to that. <laughs> there's some other things that we could talk about before that. Oh yeah, there's definitely some <laughs> other interesting things that are happening here. So we'll we'll go with those first. Tarly realizes she's been compromised because she starts hearing the, the, the troopers knock on the door and demand to be let in, and they say that, that they had seen a Jedi come into the um into the town. And Ned B, uh, I, I love Ned B here because he's got like he's can't talk, but he's got that hammer behind his back, like he's ready to use it. <laughs> Actions yeah. speak louder than words. Bingo. <laughs> there it is. Now, do you guys have ideas that he's really not just a robot? Mm, that would I've be heard, pretty I've funny. Heard, I've heard uh, that you know, um, what, who's the bruiser in Bad Batch? The big guy. Oh, oh, Wrecker. That, Wrecker. Wrecker. There's a there's a thought that he's Wrecker. Um, and there was there was someone else. Um, I can't remember who it is. But they just kind of thought that that having a for 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 the limited capacity of a lifter 
who just seems kind of like lost to be concealing a weapon behind him just in case seemed a little bit much. That would be cool. Well, it's, it's so like the, the it, one, could, it could be somebody else. It was a Bad Batch episode where they, they faked Echo being a droid. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they also pointed out that some of it, I mean, I have to look more closely, but that it, some of his outfit could look like a clone trooper's, you know, painted over uh, mm-hmm. armor in places. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Intriguing. I hadn't thought about that at all. Um, that explains some other things that bother me at the end of this episode. But um, so uh, at this point, we get some background on why Tarla is why Tarla joined the path and why she was trying to do this, because she had joined the Empire when they stood for something, as she puts it. And as she got further into it, she realized that they didn't stand for what she wanted to be standing for and admitted that she had made some mistakes. And Obi-Wan says that, you know, we've all made mistakes. And that's where we get this, the the reference that she knows he is Obi-Wan. And she says, Mm -hmm. well, I can't see Obi-Wan Kenobi making any mistakes. Um, When he's echoing Bale there, because when he was mm -hmm. really resisting going and and Bale's like, we've all made mistakes, you know, get over it, move on. So he's kind of adopting that. Well, and and it's convenient that Leia's not standing right beside him when his name is thrown out there because she still doesn't know. Oh, she still knows right. him as Ben. She, right. She's gone back over to the other side of the room to look at some of the writings with Lola. Yeah. And, um, and then she comes back when uh, Tarla's putting on her blaster and says she wears it on the other side so that she can draw it quicker. And Leia's like, can you teach me how to use it? <laughs> it's like, you see her like lighting up about this uh, ability to, to use a blaster. And um, Tarla mentions that she'll be a good fighter one day. And we were like, yep, yep. That's, I think we can all agree. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> definitely what Leia uh, turns into. And then uh, Tarla opens the tunnels for them. And I'm going to say the tunnel. And I have some reasons why I think it's only one. There's no maze to it. It's it's just a straight path from here to the port. And that bothers me for a lot of reasons. <laughs> now, this this is when Obi-Wan senses Vader. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, I mean, unless there's a reason I'm missing, I thought it was a badly timed... Because I'm yeah. like, oh, he doesn't like tunnels. Right. He's claustrophobic. Right. At first, that was my like, <laughs> yeah. Why is he? Why is she he lob. getting a migraine? When... Like, what? <laughs> and then he goes to the door. I'm like, so he wants to leave. Like, nope, we're not using the tunnel. I can't go in tunnels. I had a bad experience. <laughs> going to find another way. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh wait. So it just was another. It was a bad. They didn't. There was no musical cue. Uh, it should have happened mm-hmm. in the middle of like a conversation or something to give us a better idea right. that this was. Uh, you know, uh, he sensed Vader's presence and not something else. That he had been distracted by something, mm-hmm. not that he was, you know, not engaged in the conversation that was happening. And <laughs> yeah, like like something was just in the middle of something that broke it. He's like, whoa, yeah. I like, think in my mind, if you had a straight shot at the tunnel with his back to you and he's he's in the, the tunnel doorway facing it and then you have him like and he kind of turns toward the camera, right? right? Like he's doing that, that really dramatically like, turned back like that really kind of but it was like a side shot, you mm-hmm. know, like, look, yeah. and he's about to go in and it was just, it, yeah, it, I think you're right. Put us in the tunnel looking at him. Yeah. yeah. Put us in the tunnel looking at him. Yeah. Go, going back the other direction, which was. Yeah. Both, know, was watch, both times I watched it, I was like, that looks just like a reaction to the tunnel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like yeah. the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he goes to the door and he looks out and suddenly it's nighttime. Right. It, like, I get it, but okay. It's, you know, because. What comes next is obviously, but that was a very quick sunset. That's all, that's all I have to say about. <laughs> and then, um, and so then we get a shot of the Inquisitors uh, standing at the end of the path, and everything's okay up up until this point for me. I was not expecting what happened next, and I am still not at all sure 
that I like this at all. So, and, and I'll, 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 I'll give you my reasons why in just a minute. Around the corner comes Vader, and he walks down the path towards where Obi-Wan is generally. Now, Obi-Wan feels Vader, and Obi-Wan's been out of practice with the Force for mm-hmm. 10 years. Vader has to know exactly where Obi-Wan is. Like, he, he, there's just no way that he doesn't know exactly where Obi-Wan is. And so you can make the argument that he's kind of inciting him by pulling these people out of their houses and you know, cho- force choking them and snapping their necks and stuff. But it's almost like he doesn't know where he is. And then every once in a while, he catches a glimpse of him mm-hmm. with the force and turns around and looks at him. So this bothers me for, for two reasons. One, I was not expecting Vader to make this dramatic an appearance in the show, like be on the same planet with Obi-Wan. I was expecting to see him, but I was not expecting him to be on the same planet with Obi-Wan. And two, as we go through the rest of this um, episode, it ruins one of the the poetic moments that I feel Vader and Obi-Wan have, which is to say they end their relationship in a lightsaber fight. They don't see each other for 18 years and they pick their relationship back up with a lightsaber fight that ends Obi-Wan's life. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a very poetic way for things to be written. Yeah, I, uh, I have a couple notes. My, my first note I wrote down was Vader equals Michael Myers. <laughs> and that was, yep. and, I, and I do, this is going to sound weird in a way, because it's like, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I know Darth Vader is like the most iconic, you know, villain of all time. But, you know, and, and you figure like Empire, like he's just dropping Imperial, you know, like flag officers left and right. You know, like, what does he care mm-hmm. about? You know, apparently there's no repercussions for that. Why are there going to be repercussions for killing people in a town no one cares about, you know, on a mining planet? Um, but some, I don't know. I sometimes I go back and forth because it's like I think he was really like the Vader that confronts Krennic right in Rogue One is this very just, you know, and again, granted, that's many years after this i think at this point vader i was doing the math on some of these ages and stuff so at this point um i think at this point obi-wan's supposed to be about like 48 which isn't bad because um i think ewan's 51 so that's pretty close mm-hmm. and then so and i think uh vader slash anakin's like 31 or so you know he's he's early 30s so uh, but i was just thinking i'm like well i don't know maybe he still has some diplomacy to learn a little bit like he was never super diplomatic but i just i I go back and forth on like do i does it fit or does it not to have him just brutally be doing this but i mean he killed the younglings for god's sake so like i you know Mm -hmm. it's it's sometimes i wonder about about that because i don't know just just the there's memes going around that are kind of funny and they're a little maybe a little on the nose but you know every now and then like people criticizing that like star wars is for kids thing and they'll just someone will throw in like an incredibly violent scene from one of these shows so that was mm-hmm. one they saw like him snapping the kid's neck he's like yeah because star wars is for kids i'm <laughs> like well no, it has its, it's dark moments so anyway that, that was just i was thinking of of that but also what you were just saying thomas i i, I don't want to go into it too much but i for me there is a it's just my struggle with this whole show and i do love it but it's like the way that that alec guinness sells so perfectly with just the look on his face and then like sitting down in shock on the rock when luke says the name obi-wan and mm-hmm. alec everything about alec guinness's reaction and what he says you know that's a name i've not heard in a long time you know 
not mm-hmm. nine years. It's like 20 right. years, 19. Right. You're like, I haven't gone by that name. Well, people have called him Obi-Wan in every single episode of this show. Right. It's like, oh, it's Ben now. And I'm like, ah. so that's, I'm, I'm not totally settled yet on that, but that is a little difficult for me where it's like, it does kind of cut the drama of that re-meeting. I think you're saying in half, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that, is, that yeah. is something I'm struggling with a little bit on it. I hadn't thought of the long time, you know, he said, I haven't gone by the name of Obi-Wan since oh before you were born. Yeah. So he didn't go by it. Right. Um, but to say that he hasn't heard it. Right. I mean, maybe he's, you know, there's just been a few times. So he doesn't really. Think right. Like he's about repeating it. But, it and it's like, it's like he literally hasn't heard it in 20 years. He's like, Obi-Wan, you know, I've yeah. not heard in a lot. I'm like. Mm. Does, uh, <laughs> when he when he talks to Qui-Gon, is he like Obi-Wan? No, it's Ben. No. Yeah, no, call me Ben. Um, <laughs> he's like he's like that friend that tries to come up with a nickname after like quick like summer break. And like, no, I'm not gonna call you Drew. Andy. Or whatever. You know, it's like <laughs> my my take, I'm 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 a huge like Darth Vader fan. Uh, mm-hmm. uh he's he's one definitely my favorite character, you know, of all time. And uh, everything from his voice to his breathing to his suit, which I own and everything is, uh, <laughs> you know, I love it. So just to say th- the way they did it, um, him coming around, I love like we're going to show his cape slightly dragging mm-hmm. on the ground mm-hmm. just the way it does. And, you know, that's Darth Vader and his cape, you know, the way you can show a shadow of um, Indiana Jones with a hat. You're like, that's Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know, we know who this is. We, you know, and all the little things, you know, you, you didn't get those kind of shots the last time we saw Vader this much. Uh-huh. Uh, certainly not in Rogue One and in, even in the original trilogy, we don't. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I liked that. Um, and, and then I also just, this is unique. This is, uh, he's, he's really mad. He's, mm. you know, th- there's, there's rage and then there's Obi-Wan rage. There's, there's just nothing that quite <laughs> matches this kind of rage for him. Um, because of what he blames Obi-Wan for. Of course, mm-hmm. we get the great line of, you know, I am what you made me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so there's definite there. Now, as far as him knowing where Obi-Wan is, I would disagree with that because I mean, he, he sensed his presence on the death star and he didn't walk in and say he's under the floorboards, you know, he just sent a scanning crew aboard, see what they can find. So he knew Obi-Wan was around and he waited around for him, but he didn't know necessarily exactly where he was. I mean, you know, you could argue maybe he did, but I, I, I don't think the evidence is there. So I think that. Obi-Wan knew Vader was present. So he went to the window and he happened to see him. I mean, he knew he was out there and, and he knew where he was because he could see him. Uh, Vader, I think, had a sense from the force. This is the direction I need to go in. And uh, but I'm I, I'm I'm not seeing him yet. So mm-hmm. let's see what we can do to pull him out. And he's using the same thing that he probably taught the Inquisitors. You know, Jedi can't help themselves. They're right. going to try to protect the weak. So let's see what Obi-Wan, I'll pull this guy through the window, I'll snap his neck, I'll grab somebody else and drag him along the ground, you know, uh, and see, and he doesn't care. And he's Vader, who's going to call him on it? Only the Emperor Tarkin could stop him, apparently, so he can do whatever he wants. Well, do you think it's a light, light, dark thing, maybe, too, Mike? I'm just wondering, because it's like, you know, like when when Vader senses Luke in uh, Return of the Jedi, like the Emperor's a little surprised, because he's like, you know, strange that I have not. Like, the Emperor didn't detect luke and vader did so maybe it's i don't know maybe it's like it's well, there's a, a connection there or... though i mean it's his son you know yeah i, I, I don't know. you know i know him and and yeah. there could have been luke might have been able to block himself from you know 
he could protect his emotions from, mm. from the emperor, but mm -hmm. not from his father. Mm. Um, you know, you have that. Emotion. Dad knows. You know, your, your thoughts have betrayed you. <laughs> I know you have a sister, you know, you, yeah. you, you hide your, you know, um, Obi-Wan tells him he guards his, his emotions. Well, he's mm. got to keep, keep up on that. Um, so yeah, I just think he's drawn closer to him and is trying to get him to, to come out. And that's when he, that's when Obi-Wan realizes I can't go down the tunnel. He's going to mm -hmm. know where I am. You know, I got to let them go. Yeah. And so he pushes them off and sends them down the tunnel. So he sends Tarla and uh, Leia down the tunnel. And they do. And he draws Vader away. And we see this moment where he goes to the to basically the, the rock quarry, right? And right. there and he's there. And the I love the Force Effects lightsabers that they're using. Yeah. They're amazing. They are, right? <laughs> and Vader lights his up and for, and Obi-Wan takes his out <laughs> and then runs. <laughs> it was so Monty Python. It's like just, I, I wrote down, I'm like, run away. <laughs> just, it was, but what else is he going to do, really? No, you yeah. know, at this point, he's definitely not. Like, he had a hard time beating Anakin yeah. when he was at his prime, you know? That's what I was saying and, to my wife. I was like, he knows that that was the like he's not stupid <laughs> he was like that was the closest right. he was ever gonna get but i mean you know? vader's limited though he's got his suit limits him i mean he yeah, obviously he's modified it since the the emperor made it not so great the first time it looks different mm -hmm. uh now mm -hmm. um i don't know if he goes back to the old way by the time we get to rogue one and and, and episode four where it looks a little a little different but it's looking kind of classy and sleek and very black mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. right now um, so there, there could be that I'm, I'm getting, um, uh, Count Rugen from Princess Bride, you know, like, just like <laughs> you killed my father, prepare to die. And he's like, and then he runs away. Right. Um, that's, that, <laughs> that's, that's the feeling I got where he's like, uh, nope, I'm out of here. Well, and Thomas, I wanted to ask you about the fight choreography because <laughs> it it's, was a very different all, style. It, yeah, know. it is. And it's, and yeah, and you, you see Ben, uh, everyone's not adopting his normal uh, his normal style at all he's on the ground he's not, most of the time yeah <laughs> well, he's not he's not defensive he doesn't have his right. blade up at all he's, mm -hmm. he's exhibiting no control and um vader for his part is only using one hand the yeah. whole time and that i thought was so cool and ben's like got both hands strength. on their pushing and yeah. right he's just like oh man that's like the original fight with luke original fight with luke uh, in yes. empire um, that's luke exactly what i was reminded and of. he's kind of like more like fencing uh, very elegantly yeah. against Luke and very easily mm -hmm. just shoving him to the ground right. till the end uh, when he gets a little extra mad and comes out of my that's my favorite <laughs> sequence ever is just that that last sequence in Empire with the two of them when he's yeah. just hacking it's, yeah. that's, it's, it's part of the races. pinnacle of, of uh, lightsaber fighting and so yeah. this one harkened back to that which mm -hmm. is really good and I, and I think part of that comes down to like if, honestly part of that comes down to the fact that these things are really lit up in front of these guys so we're not yeah. uh, we're not doing green poles anymore they're right. actually using yeah that was really real light lit lightsabers yep. so see that it was almost like I'm not sure he can see because there's so much right. in his face right. when he was looking <laughs> yeah, for him yeah. like you gotta hold that up above your head or something so it illuminates better <laughs> yeah. But but the uh, my favorite uh, was uh, he's Obi Wan's holding the lightsaber very weakly, so mm -hmm. like he's not he's not it's not strong, and Vader's pounding away at him, and you get the the um, hair in the face and the teeth, yeah. just kind of like that that almost like suffering Christ kind of look. I don't know what to wow, yeah. call it, but it was it was very it was a, a excellent like sequence and acting mm -hmm. on Ewan's part, mm -hmm. you know, just the just a gritting of teeth and just like i i he could kill me at any second now and i'm just getting lucky yeah Although there's no such yeah. thing as luck 
Well, and, but, and you know, because because yeah. you know, Vader's not Vader's not trying to kill him, and we, yeah. we see that in this in the, the, the culmination of the duel. Right, and Vader's not interested in killing him. Vader wants him to suffer, and, that's, and you've had you've had Ben hiding for ten years, and Vader's been mm-hmm. doing nothing but just fueling this fire for ten drawing, years. So yeah, like, so drawing like, torture device charts right. of what he could build. So like Obi Wan, not only did he not know he was alive, he he can't even comprehend the power level he's at. You right. know, oh yeah, especially with the all of the dark side fueling him at this yeah. point. It's it's crazy, and so we get this kind of back and forth cut between um, the duel that's happening here and. Uh, so, so there's three three situations going on. We have the duel that's happening here. We have Leia and Tarla running through the the tunnel, and Leia stopping her and saying, "You need to go back and help him." She she knows that Obi Wan is not uh, capable of of putting up with what against Vader himself. And then we also see Reva come into the uh, the droid repair shop, and she finds the secret room and gets really upset when she sees the the jedi symbol and then she finds the tunnel and all of these things are happening consecutively and and this is where the tunnel really bothers me because it is a tunnel one because at the point that they're at tarla says to leia just follow the tunnel and it'll take you right to the port Mm -hmm. and goes back to help obi-wan assumedly through the same room that she just left Uh Reva has just found the tunnel and is headed down the tunnel to try and find them and we'll get to the end scene in a minute that's just completely confusing but yeah so so I would say that Tarla and Reva should run into each other and they don't I I thought she doubled back to go around to the port to try to get ahead of them and find where they come out to the port but then question is how in God's name does she know that how does she know so what's the the point of the secret tunnel yeah, <laughs> the only other thing I could think of besides and you're right. I mean, I was thinking, is there other passages? But I mean, unless unless they're, you know, they're, they're far enough along where she can say, OK, we're at the point where you could just follow the tunnel, you know, because we've we've gone through all the other things that uh, the maze part um, mm-hmm. is that and this doesn't make any sense, really. But was was Reva uh, or Reva running so fast that she just run right past him. Forcing uh, You know, like she was like, "Oh wait, who's that?" Um, I think the the explanation is she went around. She could tell somehow uh, to get to the tunnel so she could intercept Leia. Or horrible editing, like you said, like they 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 messed up where, where they were supposed to be. Which yeah, I don't know which one's more likely. Well, and maybe we'll get an answer to it in the next episode because it does end abruptly so. at that at that scene. So maybe we get an answer to it next time. Maybe she did go. Maybe she assumed that that's where they were going. She went to the port, found the only guy that was readying his ship and was like, OK, you're obviously the dude outside, outside a tunnel that looks the same. Here. Right. <laughs> so, OK, fine. <laughs> but and we do bothered. see Leia, uh, though, like dart, try to dart back down the tunnel. I don't know mm-hmm. how, you know, what that's going to do. But she she obviously knew what was going on. Yeah, she could she could tell that that was not that that was not kosher. And so so I think I think we, we've covered all of that. So let's go back to we'll go back to the duel and then we'll come come back to the close in just a minute. So the duel, like you, you guys are saying, it's very reminiscent of um, Empire. Uh, there's the, the back and forth between the two of them where we find out that, you know, really what Vader wants here is for Obi-Wan to suffer. Mm-hmm. And so he lights the the minerals up. Uh, he lights them on fire and then drags Obi-Wan into it and just starts rubbing him around and says, now you will suffer Obi-Wan. Your pain has just begun. And the interesting part here, I think is that we hear James Earl Jones voice, but it's spoken 
I really think that they had Christian Hayden speak it, and then they had mm-hmm. this re- revoice thing that turned it into James Earl Jones' voice. I think it is. Yeah, or, yeah, respeacher. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did say it was it was respeacher, but mm-hmm. they they credited Jones. I mean, right. he is in the credits they, as doing it. I think they did that with Mark Hamill though, too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they respeached they, him, yeah, which opens a whole new because like, is it him or not? Because I think that's actually something <laughs> that is as the ethics of all of this moves forward i mean that's something john favreau talked about yeah well so this is this is the thing that i thought was interesting here like listening to this you you could hear james earl jones voice but my head was automatically translating it back to hayden's yeah i I think it was hayden's was just (laughs) it felt like the way that he presented anakin yeah as he was going through that kind of crazy split at the end of um sith you know he where he's just like he's just got this angry uh, way of spitting the words and it's different than you know what jones presents with the, the original mm-hmm. uh, vader but I, I don't know i so so it was interesting like listening to that because you could hear christian hayden's voice through it even though it was coming through this machine so that was interesting but then we also had the actor wasn't even christian hayden inside the suit it was like a a a, a body da- double actor that was inside the suit portraying vader inside the suit so it's like this three person job to get to get vader back on the screen which is it's cool i like it i like that that's that that's the way they're doing but like this i don't know the scene was really interesting because it gave a depth to mm-hmm. to what vader is interested in and then the fire goes out which wait, wait i want to get to the letting of the fire real quick Okay, go for it, it. it just was awkward to me. He's like, it's like when someone holds a gun on somebody and like, I got to bend down and pick up the gun. You just hit it. Don't move though. You know, and he's like holding him up in the air. He's like, I just got to squat down because I'm kind of tall to light this. Okay. It was not a Vader move. It was not cool. <laughs> he looked a little weird. So I, I wish they would have had a longer lightsaber or, or some better way for him to It would look cooler if he just literally like lit you know a very earthly match <laughs> just like with his other you know. yeah anything was better than the the slight squat while he keeps his eyes on obi-wan uh it was just a little weird but anyway or like like darth maul, maul like swinging his lightsaber with those like the the sparks and stuff yeah right. like and something like that would have been, cool. yeah. yeah. been a lot cooler yeah well and and so then so then this is the question i have so the stormtroopers come up and and he well, I, the stormtroopers come up later so he lets the fire go down Mm-hmm. I feel like he put the fire out. Like I that's did, what I got the he, impression. He, he did the force push and shot him like away from it. And I thought that yeah, yeah right. he drags to, him in to burn him. Yeah, and and he, right. and he puts the fire out. And the and the stormtroopers are there, and he says, "Go retrieve him for me." Mm-hmm. And then Tarla shows up and shoots the stormtrooper, shoots the generator, and starts the fire again. Mm-hmm. Right. And then everybody has problems getting through the fire all of a sudden. Well, this is, I mean, stormtroopers are going to have trouble. And yeah. I've heard, you know, like, why didn't he, he can walk through fire. I didn't know this, but I, I guess maybe you guys are aware of different novelizations and stuff. This suit really just protects him from everything. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like Iron Man. Um, I think that he's, he's looking, he, he knows there's somebody, you know, shooting from a distance. He knows there's now this robot that's picking him up. I think he's saying, yeah, I'm, I'm not going, I don't know everything that's going on right now i'm gonna pull back and assess this a little bit better that's the that's the best thing whether you know that that i can think of is why he didn't go and get suddenly logical like that (laughs) it's like there's so many things about this that don't make sense to me like why didn't you put the fire out why didn't you just put the fire out 
if the fire was the problem, right. that, that doesn't make sense. I mean, they made it look like the fire was the problem, but he's standing there for he a little while and he's looking around. Planet. Right? <laughs> That's another thing, yeah. He lives on a lava planet, but he doesn't like chemical fire. Right. Yeah, that's, that's dangerous. You know, yeah, doesn't like that, sand. That this guy doesn't like fire. Too much like, ruined. But no, I, I, this actually leads to, and again, like this could be a whole other thing. I'll just say it quickly, because this actually leads to a, a problem I have that's bigger picture with, because one thing I thought of is, well, maybe, yeah, like he's, he, he wants to see how far this goes. Maybe he knows that Reva's found, you know, the kid or like, it's... Does he not know how she tracked Obi-Wan down? Because I'm backing up here and I'm thinking, if he knows how she tracked Obi-Wan down, he knows that she did it by kidnapping Bail Organa's daughter, and then Bail obviously contacted Obi-Wan, meaning Bail's obviously a traitor, meaning, like, off with his right. head. And not, and here's the thing: we know now there will be no repercussions from any of this for nine years. So, like, so like you have like there's clearly people who know that when something happens to Bale's daughter, the first thing he does is contact Obi Wan Kenobi, and there's not going to be any. So that's a big like problem I have, <laughs> you know, because it's like Obi Wan's secret, you know, identity hiding on Tatooine. I just feel like has been. I don't know. I mean, again, we're we're halfway into it. They've got to tie this up somehow. I'm just I'm not sure how they're going to do that. I don't know. I, I see. And this is the, this is the kind of stuff, though, that like it bothers me because I don't feel like they've been playing paying close enough attention to what's happening. Yeah. And. I mean, I want it to end well. Yeah. I'm going to watch it through the next few episodes. <laughs> I think my whole attitude now is I love the show, but I didn't need it. You know, and I'm I'm, mm. I'm saying this as someone who this is my favorite character, but it's like, uh, I, I, that's what I was afraid of at first. I was like, am I going to get at the end of this and be like, you know, I could have just done, done with a John Jackson Miller novel and then nothing until Rebels. And even that maybe was like, mm-hmm. Maul finding him. I was okay with that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to see. Yeah. And so then uh, Tarla and Ned B uh, step in and, and this goes back to, you know, maybe Ned B somebody in a suit because he's not the fastest droid no. and he picks up obi-wan and walks off with him mm-hmm. and and then there's and then they cut to the to the um other two inquisitors and they get a calm that they lost him and the, the fourth brother is like oh well great we're now we're never gonna find him and i'm just i'm sitting there wondering like how did they lose him how is <laughs> It was this really fast droid fire. is walking around. <laughs> it, was, it was a contained fire that Vader can put out with his hand. <laughs> that, immediately, like, that immediately followed Obi-Wan running and running and running and not being able to hide. And now he's not practically, he's incapacitated being carried by a slow loader droid. <laughs> and that's like, well, I'll find you next time, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Plot <Yeah>. armor. <laughs> like huge 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 plot arm i don't know so he got a call from the emperor like Vader, quit screwing around i need you back here immediately like oh okay. that would have been good yeah something you know like i don't know you know two seconds to get back to you know coruscant or you're in trouble mister like yeah and see this is i would have i like i don't know i i would have liked i would have liked reva to be the one that was hunting him down Mm-hmm. And and maybe the other inquisitors get involved and 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 it's and yes it goes up to Vader and we hear from Vader and he maybe he gets injured too but he gets injured by fighting all three of them and exactly yeah and and that's as soon as he shows up I mean, on this planet though there's just so many 
questions <laughs> that I have that I feel are like, <laughs> I don't know where you're going to go with this. So, yeah. And then we get the final scene is uh, Leia arrives at the uh, at the port and Reva's there in that kind of big bad wolf, you know, stage where she she walks up and she's saying, oh, well, no, the person who was here to meet you, they they can't be here, but. I'll take you. And then she looked, mm-hmm. Leia looks over Don't and I look sees like a nice person? the pilot. <laughs> oh yeah. You in your black armor <laughs> that looks just like the, the Darth Vader. <laughs> you know, I, to be fair, she probably hasn't seen Vader, but still that does not look like <laughs> inviting armor. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Leia runs. And so that's where we're going to pick up the next episode. So we'll see how that. Meanwhile, up. the worst thing that's happened to Luke is he didn't get his sky toy skyhopper. Yet yes. I don't, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Liars won't let him have it. If we were just having fun with like, what what would you like to see? That like, just what really just awful thing would you like to like? If you could just pick something really bad to see in this, that would just ruin everything, but be fun. Uh, I gotta say, it would be so funny if like we have this inevitable flashback back to the temple for more of that story, and in the background you see Jar Jar who had come over for like dinner, <laughs> just at a bad time, and he's running away with Grogu. You know, <laughs> if they had the guts to be like Jar Jar, rescue Grogu from like, Oh my gosh. Stop there. giving them ideas. <laughs> Just in case they're listening. No, no, but uh, I do think you're onto something. Sometimes I think this is, this is more than her just wanting the Inquisitor spot. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think my guess is you're going to see some sort of Liam uh, presence in the next episode. Would we, we'll just, I don't know. We'll see. I think that would make the most sense at being able to, because he knows he knows he's, he's got to motivate and, and get back on par here with where he needs to be. Definitely, yeah. All right. So, any final thoughts? That in the training montage. I, I just remember I mentioned that before we recorded. I said like, we got to get an Obi Wan montage, right? You know, <laughs> he's got to get trained. Some so, John um, Williams equivalent of Eye of the Tiger. Yes, on. and Quinlan. Yeah. You know, that'd be cool if he was involved somehow. But that would be, real. That yeah. would be interesting. I think I, I think they they need to they need to slow their roll on yeah. the number of Jedi that survived Order sixty six. Yes, in the Legends universe, that was something Lucas had to put his foot down on. He had to say, mm-hmm. "Look, no more, stop yeah. making people have survived Order sixty six, or it's not going to have meant anything." Right? <laughs> they they killed one percent of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most of That's them horrible. were under under four years old. Right? <laughs> You're like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's I think and I think that's that they, they've got to be careful of that, too, here, because the more you start pushing that boundary of like who did survive Order 66, the, da- the more dangerous it, it becomes. It, it, another thing, though, they are saying a force sensitive a lot. They're not saying mm-hmm. Jedi are getting through like the force sensitive as the Empire is looking for force sensitives and vice mm-hmm. versa. Well, I like and, and I like that because Jedi is a is a title, not a mm-hmm. it's not just you aren't force sensitive therefore you are jedi right so that that, that's a good distinction uh for them to keep and for them to make which is funny though because then you know ahsoka's out there but Mm -hmm. she's not a jedi she's not a jedi (laughs) but the mandalorian episode that introduced her to live action is called the jedi but that's what he thinks she is so it's just like okay i i'm i'm with you i got it i got (laughs) well there there is no jedi the only jedi is luke Mm -hmm. and said yoda Wait, i have yeah <laughs> well let's by by the by the end of uh you know of episode six that's that's what it is, is he's mm-hmm. the only he's the only jedi 
And then he passes the torch, but he never passes the torch to Ben, apparently. Mm. And that's part of the reason that, that uh, Kylo Ren, you know, gets that Kylo Ren is created because he never fully knights uh, right. Ben Solo. Right. And then, then we see Ray comes up and Ray becomes that, that final Jedi. What he was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. You're part of the council, but you do not have the rank of master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not a good thing and, is it to do to a Skywalker. They don't like that. And this is retro, <laughs> retroactive from last week, but just one thing I, I forgot to mention is I, I really thought it was kind of cool. Like the little pre echo, you know, in a George Lucas sort of way of having, you know, the sabers buried in the sands of Tatooine. Cause it was mm-hmm. just neat knowing that well, one of those is going to be back there in a couple right. decades. <laughs> it doesn't get it very far. Yeah. It was just kind of, kind of a neat idea, but cool. Well, that's it from us, listeners. What did you think of Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 3? Please let us know. We'd love to hear your take on it. Be sure to email us or comment on our Facebook or Twitter page and let us know. You can email us any feedback at starwars at sqpn.com and find StarQuest on Facebook at facebook.com slash starquestmedia. Or you can find us on Twitter at SQPN. You might also like to join us on Discord, where we have a whole channel dedicated to this podcast and also a channel dedicated to Star Wars spoils, spoilers more generally. Just visit sqpn.com slash Discord to join. Also, be sure to leave a review of the show, because I know all of you are subscribed, of course, so that you can get a ding when we go have a new episode go live. But leave a review of the show wherever you are subscribed to it and that along with you sharing the show with fellow star wars nerds is the best way for more people to join in with us as we explore these deeper meanings of the star wars universe we all know and love to find previous episodes of secrets of star wars please visit sqpn.com slash star wars so until next time mike dens thank you for joining me on the secrets of star wars my pleasure it's good having you we're gonna have you more often i'm gonna Mm -hmm. work you in here a little bit all right uh (laughs) And uh, Mike Creevy, thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah. I can't wait till next time. Once again, I've been Thomas Senherho. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest. Quest.